Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. This is where Montana Talks. All right, uh, sneak in one uh, quick story for you here. National Review uh, had a story over the weekend here. 2024 is make or break for the Senate GOP. Senate Republicans begin the 2024 campaign cycle with an advantage. They need a net gain of two seats. Or one if the GOP wins the presidency in 2024 in order to take control of the chamber. And they have plenty of targets. Of the 34 seats up for grabs, two-thirds are held by Democrats or by independents who caucus with Democrats. So Republicans love this map, understandably so. Uh, Anyway, I, I saw that story over the weekend on Friday. Uh, this was uh, just before we finished our show, so I didn't get a chance to play this for you Friday morning. But the National Republican Senatorial Campaign Committee uh, going after liberal Senator John Tester with this new uh, commercial. Here you go. You earned your retirement benefits. Follow the rules. Paid into the system. But John Tester wants to take him away. Tester backed Joe Biden's extreme agenda, putting your Medicare and Social Security at risk. Tell John Tester, hands off our benefits. All right, there you go. Well, let's jump right into it. Uh, Every Monday here, a little after 7 a.m., we get back to business with the Big Sky Business Journal. Evelyn Pyburn with us here. Once again, uh, Evelyn, uh, always great to hear from you. What's the good word this morning? Well, um, good morning. I, I guess... The big news in Billings has to be that Billings Clinic and <clears throat> is considering a merger with uh, Logan Health in Kalispell, which uh, would be a pretty big uh, move f- in, for Billings' healthcare uh, industry, I think. Um, the, in, in a press release last week, they said that they are considering this because of a variety of reasons, but they believe it will improve the kind of service they're able to provide, but it addresses a lot of post-pandemic issues, including shortage of labor and and, uh, economic uh, downturns that the whole health industry has been uh, suffering from. So uh, this is something that will uh, unfold going into the summer. I'm saying that optimistically about summer. but um, that is uh, one of the big economic uh, bits of news from the past week. Um, and the other national-level news is that our economy has been really hit hard by a downturn in the number of businesses who are seeking to become publicly traded those numbers have dropped 82%, and um, that means uh, that the future, I mean, I don't know that we feel that, feel that immediately, but these are companies that won't be doing business going into the future, and so I think it's a That's very interesting. Imp- Down, what, 82%. Wow, very interesting. I hadn't even seen or heard anything about that yet. All right, yeah, big news uh, on the uh, on the healthcare and the hospital front. We'll, uh, we'll jump back to that story here right after this break with the Big Sky Business Journal. Here is your Montana news. An armed robbery in Billings ended with tire deflators and an arrest. 
Color 8 reports the incident occurred just before midnight Friday night on the 2800 block of King Avenue. A man and a woman entered a business with a handgun and committed the robbery. Police located their vehicle and a pursuit ended with the use of stop-stick tire deflators. The man was arrested for the robbery and everyone in the vehicle was detained. A base in Montana man has been convicted of hate crimes for shooting at the home of an LGBTQ woman in 2020. Q2 reports that John Russell Howard had fired an assault rifle at the house with her inside. While many rounds struck the building, the woman was not hit. He then sought the home of other LGBTQ people. Attendees from a church service had tried to de-escalate the situation with Howard, but he still fired rounds threatening harm and fired on a Jefferson County Sheriff's deputy. Howard faces a maximum life sentence and a $25,000 fine. Sentencing set for June 15th. That's the Montana News Minute. I'm Travis Lee. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. A mix of clouds and sunshine develops across the area today as high temperatures will range from around 40 degrees in the Billings area to about 33 in Bozeman. For tonight, partly to mostly cloudy conditions, but still quiet for the region. Temperatures head back to near 20 in the Billings area to about the mid-teens over in Bozeman. The outlook for Saturday calls for partly sunny to mostly cloudy skies. Chance for snow showers in the afternoon, mainly for the Bozeman area, with high temperatures ranging from about 33 in Bozeman Saturday to 40 in Billings. We are expecting some light snow and flurry activity Saturday night. Ensure two possible in Bozeman, and accumulation in Billings stays less than an inch. Low temperatures Saturday night from 17 degrees in Bozeman to about 24 degrees in the Billings vicinity. And that's a look at your real weather on Montana Talks. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Frombley. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, we uh, we shared this story about a potential merger uh, between Billings Clinic and Logan Health, uh, based in Kalispell, on uh, on our, our uh, Montana Talks website last week when the, when the news first came out. And so, yeah, it's interesting. How big is Logan Health? So, Logan Health, for those who don't know, this was Kalispell Regional Hospital uh, turned into Logan Health, and then they basically. Uh, they basically acquired, if I'm using the right language here, other hospitals in kind of north central, northwestern Montana. So, for example, when we were in Conrad, Montana, the local hospital there uh, became had become affiliated with Logan Health. So, so you, th- you when you think about the you know former Kalispell Regional uh, Healthcare, now uh, part of Lo- now it's Logan Health. So you think you, you basically take this chunk of north central and northwest Montana. Montana, that you take that hospital system, that hospital chain, if that's what you want to call it, and then now you take Billings Clinic, which isn't, of course, just Billings Clinic. They've got a, a an incredible a new facility in Bozeman. They've got other lo, uh, clinics, uh, locations, uh, and affiliations across northern Wyoming, all across Montana as well. So, so really, I think this this shows uh, the the increased consolidation that I think we've all been anticipating uh, to continue in healthcare. Uh, Evelyn Pyburn, is that kind of your read as well? Um, yes, I I kind of uh, was thinking that when I first heard this that. This has to be uh, an effort to uh, fortify um, the health systems that are suffering because of the, the 
economic impacts they've been suffering since the pandemic. And, um, and you know, I, I don't know um, if it you – know, will we will we have a, a, a Logan Healthcare here instead of Billings Clinic or whatever, but this is a huge merger that um, pretty much is – uh, solidifies all of Montana's health care under one big roof, I think. You know, I mean, there's others, of course, but holy cow, this is this is a big, big deal. Yeah, yeah, it'd be, yeah, it'd be interesting because, uh, of course, the, you know, the, the other uh, major hospital kind of system network is, of course, you've got St. Vincent Healthcare uh, in Billings, and then and then they're affiliated with, you know, uh, with, uh, you know, St. Pat's and, and the other ones, you know, from Missoula to Butte, uh, Miles City, et cetera. But then they recently, you know, uh, those SCL uh, company, co- healthcare companies recently merged with Intermountain. So, yeah, a lot of changes, a lot more consolidation. And, and this is just a, a trend that we've been seeing, you know, in particular since, uh, since Obamacare was shoved down everybody's throats. And then and then, yeah, after uh, some of the, the bad decisions that were made to shut down our economy and and, and really the, the really bad decision looking back on it was when they shut down the hospitals in the spring of 2020. And then and then it led to worse conditions and more people needing needing uh, treatment because whatever treatment they didn't get in the spring of 2020 got. So those conditions got worse. And then there was a pileup in the hospitals in the fall of 2020. And, and then the mandates uh, have caused so much more harm as well. So, yeah, it seems like there's kind of been mixed reaction out there in terms of, you know, is this increased consolidation a good thing or, or a bad thing? Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it's, it's a, in, in general, I, I think that the bigger is not better. You lose control uh, from, the, you know, a high top-down kind of administration that isn't in, connect, uh, isn't in contact with, uh, you know, lower echelons of, of the operation. And, and I, I think that Billings Clinic has suffered somewhat from that. I mean, uh, their... Uh, Loss of of uh, staff and uh, doctors during the the pandemic. I, I don't think they are recovering from that very quickly, and um, it's it's not. It just doesn't strike me as being long term benefit uh, for patients. And and I uh, it, it goes back to not having you know the bigger is not better, and and the kinds of issues that. Uh, impact government that we all recognize as far as the bureaucracy and people not being close to the issues they have to deal with. That doesn't matter if it's government or business. The bigger a business is, the the more they suffer from that same kind of problem. So um, I, I am kind of worried, I guess, about what that does spell in the long term. And I do mean yeah. long term. I mean, I, I think that some of the ramifications of this will be years in unfolding, but uh, it um, and and I don't and, and I'm questioning the whole concept that that's coming our way of, of having centralized data that can be accessed. You know, what, your healthcare records and everything are going to be centralized so that uh, anybody who wants them pretty much can access them. And and I think this is part of the general. Uh, 
consolidation of, of these systems and everything yeah. to that kind of uh, data sharing and everything work better. But. Yeah, a lot of it, it you know, is going to depend so much on leadership as well. I mean, uh, the way I see, see it is it sounds like, you know, hearing you kind of describe it is basically there's going to be two different flagpoles that most of the folks working in healthcare are going to be saluting. And, you know, what's the leadership at, at the top going to be? Are they going to be – because right now, I mean, the Montana Medical Association, for example, is a train wreck. Uh, they're behind a lot of these disastrous decisions. They have the power, but they won't stand up to these mandates that are killing these very hospitals and leading to these uh, – Staffing exodus is in, you know, not just in the, in the hospitals, but also in long-term care facilities, nursing homes, and others. So, will you have leadership that will go that, that will come in here and make the right call, or will they just go along to get along and, and basically be a, you know, another federal government lunch counter? Uh, it, we'll see. It comes down to leadership. All right, back right after this. This is where Montana talks ag with Lane Nordland. U.S. Forest Service will begin a lethal removal of a stray cattle in New Mexico's Gila National Forest this week. The Forest Service says they will commence an aerial operation starting this Thursday, February 23rd, to remove an estimated 150 head of cattle from the wilderness area. It's an issue that New Mexico ranchers are warning Montana producers about who graze on federal lands. Wyoming-based lawyer Karen Bud Fallon is representing the New Mexico Cattle Growers Association in a legal case against the federal government and says the U.S. Forest Service has no legal standing to shoot a stray cattle on public land. This is a horrible decision from a legal standpoint and from a political and policy standpoint. The Forest Service is planning on going out and using wildlife services to airily slaughter 65 head of livestock and just leave them lay where they drop in the Gila wilderness. Those livestock last year when they were shot, some of them died in actually the Gila River. We had livestock dying in riparian areas. Some of those animals were gut shot which meant that they suffered as they died. Some of them had their legs shot off. And this is a horrible precedent to set. Despite public outcry and solutions put forward by the New Mexico cattle growers, the Forest Service is still going forward with their original plan. I'm Lionel Long. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks. With Aaron Flint. Yeah, one of the big concerns in healthcare is, of course, bureaucracy and having to jump through a bunch of different hoops and then having to pay more. Uh, hey, that's why I want to give a shout out uh, to our friends at Farm 406. They want to cut through the bureaucracy. They want to find uh, the the lowest cost for you, especially when it comes to your prescriptions. Uh, Farm 406. Here's the deal: if you live in the Laurel, Lockwood, or Billings area, they're going to save you gas money. Uh, they will drive your prescriptions right to you, uh, or they can even send them to you in the mail. And when your prescriptions show up, they will already be organized not only by day, but by time of day as well. So, for example, 
you take some of you I know you're, you're taking multiple medications a day sometimes you have a handful of meds in the morning and then you have a handful of meds in the afternoon slash evening well you would have a tab you would have a sheet uh, like looks like a sheet of paper with tabs in it and then you would have a tab that you would you know punch out for Monday morning's medications and then you would have a tab later today for Monday afternoon's medications they make it that simple for you so you're not you know juggling through a bunch of different pill bottles uh, trying to get organized uh, for the week or for the day. So check it out, farm406.com. All right, jumping right back into it here with Evelyn Pyburn from the Big Sky Business Journal. Evelyn, you were talking, and you've got a headline here on the Big Sky Business Journal hot sheet this morning, uh, the economy hard on IPOs. The U.S. companies that had hoped to become publicly traded have been forced to postpone their plans in part due to the worsening economic climate here across the country. So I think you said what down eight uh, uh, IPOs are, are down eighty two percent from twenty twenty one. What what does this mean for our economy uh, here at the local level? Well, I mean, I think it just means there's a lot of businesses that will not grow and, and may not even survive on into the future because, um, you know, th- this is a source of funding, a source of, of uh, uh, money that they need in order to grow, to make the investments that they need. And, and um, in many cases, there are no other ways of, of doing that. And so, you know, it, it's not something um, that we're going to feel the impact of tomorrow, but um, you know, when you have, okay, so in, um, there was only 181 IPOs in 2022 compared to 1,035 in 2021. Well, that's a difference of 900 businesses. I'm not that fast on math there, but, you know, that, that there's 900 businesses that aren't going to be either in existence or the size and, and doing the kind of business, employing the people, producing the products that uh, would otherwise be there. So uh, it's something, and, and I don't know that there's any indication that this is going to turn around, so this might um, be an ongoing issue for a number of years here. Uh, but, you know, it, it's a sign that our economy is not doing that well in in the the fundamentals that keep an economy going from year to year and um so it it's a um should be a serious concern and 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 we need to look at it and say well why is this happening why aren't businesses uh being going out and getting this money that they need to grow and i i think it has to you know, be brought back to all of the many things that we talk about every day, you know, from the energy prices to labor shortages to rising interest rates. Uh, A lot of businesses are probably uh, looking at that and, uh, you know, having second thoughts or struggling with other issues rather than being able to grow. And so it's... um, 
important. So basically, every, economic. everything Joe Biden told us about how great everything's doing in the country and how great the economy's doing, and hey, your food prices are going down. Uh, it's all basically a yeah. lie based off of every economic indicator out there. Yeah, this is a bellwether that hey, this is not really true. Yeah, and then you so. got. In fact, you've got another headline in the uh, hot sheet this morning as well. Half of Americans report that their personal finances are worse off uh, than they were a year ago. <clears throat> yeah, I, and I don't imagine that's a big surprise to most people because uh, we're all part of that, and, and everybody's paying those higher prices, and um, there's just no way that uh, in the long run you can look at that as a positive trend and um, it's <clears throat> it's a indication that uh, well you know consumer spending is is dropping and uh, um, consumers are uh, maxed out on their debit cards and stuff. So what that means going forward probably means that consumer spending is going to drop a whole lot more. Yeah, uh, which then impacts the economy once once again. Uh, yeah, and and and, and uh, uh, on and on we go. Yeah, Evelyn Pyburn, a great update as always. Thanks so much for your time. Check out the Big Sky Business Journal and sign up for the hot sheet. It was an unannounced visit to Kiev, Ukraine, for President Biden just days before the one-year anniversary of the war. Kiev stands, and Ukraine stands. Democracy stands. The Americans stand with you. President Biden announced another half-billion-dollar package of military aid. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky expressed thanks for what he called unwavering support. Fox's Jonathan Savage. Japan requests an urgent meeting of the UN Security Council after two more North Korean missile tests. Memphis police are looking for suspects in two shootings yesterday. One person is dead, ten are injured. In New Orleans, a suspect is in custody. New Orleans police say a man has died after being shot along a Mardi Gras parade route last night, while a young girl, a woman, and two other men who were hit by gunfire are recovering. It happened during the crew of Bacchus parade, which was stopped while the police investigated. Fox's Tanya J. Powers, America's listening to Fox News. Yeah, you know, I was thinking as we were uh, uh, talking business news with Evelyn Pyburn, whether you're in the business of uh, farming and ranching or you're in the shipping business, trucking, or maybe you're just in the business of uh, state basketball tournaments coming up here in the next few days, the, the weather news is definitely going to be uh, big business news here in the next few days. Uh, we just got uh, the latest update here from the National Weather Service office based out of, of Billings. Here's the key points of, of the, uh, the Arctic blast uh, that's going to smack us in the face here once again. And first off, snow will be increasing over our area today with periods of snow and blowing snow through Wednesday night. Six to 12 inches of snow expected over much of the area through Wednesday night. Multiple feet of snow in the mountains. The Arctic cold front arrives Tuesday morning bringing falling temperatures, very cold temperatures, and wind chills Wednesday through Thursday night and into Friday morning. So, yeah, basically we're, we're going to see, um, in fact, I'm looking at, uh, let me just uh, do, I like how my, my smartphone will do kind of the uh, the hourly uh, glance today. It's, it's going to stay, you know, you know, uh, you know, pretty, pretty decent here. But then that uh, that sub-zero blast, uh, yeah, like the National Weather Service is saying there, is expected tomorrow morning. And then, like, take take Billings, for example, on Wednesday, high of one degree, low forecast of 10 below zero. Thursday, 
It's going to be minus 2 for the high, minus 22 for the low. And then we'll start to maybe get up into the double digits on Friday. Uh, let me see. Let's, uh, let's look at, at Bozeman. Similar numbers there. Wednesday, 0 degrees for the high, 16 below for the low. Negative 1 for the high, negative 13 for the low on Thursday. So, yeah, it's going to be a very, uh, very chilly uh, Thursday and Friday following uh, the moisture uh, that comes later today and then again uh, tomorrow for uh, uh, lots of our listeners across our listening area here this morning. All right, full lines are open for you, 406-294-0970. Anything and everything you want to talk about here on Montana Talks. Uh, next up, let's go to Dave in Billings. Hey, Dave, what's going on? Hey, Aaron, how you doing? Doing great. What is the IPOs versus ESGs? Are only woke companies getting uh, uh, money from uh, banks nowadays? Is that what the problem is? No. Uh, so are you, are, you, are you saying that is that why there's such a drop-off in initial public offerings? Yeah, ESGs mean that only woke companies get, uh, get uh, money from the big banks. You heard about that, haven't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, because we've got multiple lawmakers and state officials basically blocking uh, the ES. ESG right. is the woke environmental social governance right. standards that these these what, leftist... What, uh, what's the relationship of the drop of the other ESGs? Just, just figure it out. That's a good question, yeah. How many people are not seeking funding because they understand the politics going on? How many people are being denied uh, of funding because of that? You, you pile that on top of the... Uh, the woke federal government policies that are harming the economy in the first place, right? No, that's a that's a really good question, Dave. All right, quick break here on Montana Talks. Back to your phone calls and more right after this. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks. With Aaron Flint. Oh man, did they really ask her about how unpopular she is? MSNBC uh, was interviewing uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, and then they asked her this question: Democratic leaders are saying that they not only don't think that he's the strongest candidate, you know, considering the larger field that could be possible given his age and other defects, but they don't think that you're the right person to be on the ticket. Why do you think that? Oh, man, did you hear the, the timidity in that reporter's voice? Was that Andrea Mitchell or is that somebody else? But, man, they were so afraid to ask this question. Um, uh, please don't please don't shoot me. Uh, please. Uh, uh, you're really unpopular. That's what Democrat leaders are saying. It's not me. It's them. Uh, you're really unpopular. Should you guys really be on the ballot in 2024? Please don't hurt me. Please don't hit me. That was painful to listen to there. And then she, you know, of course, uh, Kamala Harris tries to dismiss it as just political chatter. And I don't pay attention to the polls, uh, probably followed by a short cackle uh, thereafter as well. What about Joe Biden? You know, it's pretty this. This is when, you know, Joe Joe Biden's policies are bad. When uh, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders is hailing you as a a dearly beloved progressive i think he is a much more progressive president than he was a united states senator Mm, no see we were told he was going to be this uniter he was going to bring the people together the big boys were going to be in charge 
at the White House. The adults were going to be in charge at the White House. And now you got Bernie Sanders basically saying, oh, yeah, he's just as socialist as I am. And then we wonder why our, our country is in such a train wreck right now on uh, multiple fronts. But, yeah, that was uh, uh, Senator Bernie Sanders uh, responding to uh, Joe Biden's second State of the Union address. He was on CBS's Face the Nation. All right, phone lines are open for you, 406-294-0970. Uh, if you got something uh, you uh, want to talk about here this morning, oh, P- uh, Travis does tell us, yes, that was Andrea Mitchell. Why would Andrea Mitchell be so afraid. Andrea Mitchell's been around forever. I mean, Don Lemon, Don Lemon would say she's past her prime, way past her prime compared to uh, compared to Nikki Haley, who is still in her prime. Uh, but uh, you know, that's just what Don Lemon would say. But then again, Don Lemon, I guess, is not on the air today, and he won't be on the air again tomorrow. And he wasn't on the air Friday, so. What happened to Don Lemon? Uh, Don Lemon from CNN after he said that Nikki Haley was past her prime. Apparently, the ladies at CNN did not take too kindly to the gay leftist Don Lemon pretending to be an expert on women. All right, back in the phone lines we go, 294-0970. Steve in Valentine. What's going on, Steve? Good morning, Aaron. Well, I don't think it's just me. There's got to be a lot of us. First off... How many Americans are still left over in Afghanistan, okay? He did such a terrible, terrible job. Well, anyway, it just uh, it just appalls me every time I hear that he's now today going to give another half a billion dollars in military aid to Ukraine. When that idiot left $84 billion of our stuff over in Afghanistan to the enemy, by far twice you know it just twice the amount twice the twice the annual budget of the russian military was left in afghanistan by joe biden so how many people out there in this country think he's doing such a marvelous job well first off he left americans to die okay and then second of all oh i'm going to give more military aid to ukraine i think ukraine would have been really satisfied with 84 billion dollars worth that stuff if they just would have flown it over there and given it to the people just just uh just take take all the the equipment that was in afghanistan and give it to the ukrainians instead of just leaving it for the for the taliban Uh, yeah well that's why i I don't know if you heard me in the six o'clock hour steve but you know i was just throwing out this theory there you know it's it's all ukraine it's all joe biden ukraine all day long now and because he's trying to get everybody to forget about the threat of the communist Chinese and forget about the China spy balloon and everything and the train wreck in Ohio and every other train wreck under his watch. And so 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 they're making it sound. Oh, he he did this daring, risky visit to Kiev, Ukraine. And I'm sitting here thinking that he he's not. I mean, a president is always at risk. He should always have security. Right. But I'm just thinking like. They're they're implying that somehow Joe Biden is at greater risk because he he was in Kiev in the last 24 hours. You think Vladimir Putin wants wants Joe Biden out of the White House? Vladimir Putin has been on a roll since Joe Biden took over at the White House. That, that the well, last thing Biden, the last thing Putin wants to, is to see uh, Joe Biden or Kamala Harris out of the White House. He is capitalizing on their weakness. Yeah, Biden's a puppet to him. They're just puppets. I mean, yeah, Biden is so, so 
irresponsible and so weak that the other countries are just going to walk all over us. But it, like I said, Aaron, it just every time, oh, we're going to give another half billion, another billion. We left eighty. He left eighty-four billion dollars worth of good equipment, not stuff that wasn't usable. Yeah, and he you made it, he made it look like the greatest power on the face of the earth was running with our tail bet- tucked between our legs. And then uh, there were countless folks that called into this very radio show saying this this is a sign of weakness. Our enemies are going to be like sharks. They smell blood in the water. They are going to circle and they are going to attack. And that's and that's exactly what happened. And then, you know, the, the anniversary that everybody in the liberal mob media should be talking about was the anniversary of Joe Biden's remarks when he was asked, well, what if Putin decides to invade uh, Ukraine? And what was Joe Biden's response? Oh, well, yeah, that depends. I mean, if it's just a minor incursion, yeah. So then Putin does the minor incursion. And then he figures, golf, this this Biden minute, they're so weak, I'm going to keep on rolling through. And and it's just been it's just been a disaster. And Joe Biden, I, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, when, when Congressman Matt Rosendale stood up and said, I'm not giving you a dollar for another country until you secure our own border here. He was exactly right. Not only that, but they should add to it the Donald Trump doctrine, which is Europe needs to step step it up and put in more of their fair share of the tab as well. Right. And then, like I said, going back to the deal. How many Americans are, you know, no one even talks about that, Aaron, no more. How many of them are stuck over there in Afghanistan? How many have died because of that idiot? Good question. Yeah. Does Hannity still do the uh, day of Americans trapped behind enemy lines? I wonder. Yeah, they must have stopped that. That that quit six months ago, over six months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's like everyone's forgotten about them, but I haven't. Well, God bless you. A lot of us haven't. I should check with Heather Nauert. Heather Nauert, who is a Trump uh, State Department spokeswoman, lives in Bozeman. You know, you remember her from Fox News. I know she's she hasn't forgotten either. I I should check in with her to see what the status is on that front. All right. uh, Next up on the phone lines, Nancy in Roundup. Nancy, thanks for the call. Well, good morning, everyone. Are you all ready for the uh, Arctic blast coming our way? I guess so. (laughs) Ready or not, right? Right. Uh, I have a few words about Governor DeSantis and then just a quick comment about this equity that's uh, been going around. Uh, Governor DeSantis is actually going to be on Staten Island in New York City today, and he's going to talk up about the uh, police and uh, how to, uh, I guess, uh, defunding uh, the police here in the United States. And he's also talking about um, removing a lot of the federal agencies like uh, President Trump. Trump did with the BOM. He took it out of Washington, D.C., and he's, he's trying to get a lot of these agencies out of Washington, D.C. And uh, to me, this sounds like uh, a precursor to a possible 2024 presidential run. Now, that's my opinion, but I want to say one thing. President Trump is making a big mistake. Uh, uh, you know, I told you I listened to 77 uh, WABC radio on the weekend. That's New York City. And he has been insulting uh, Governor DeSantis by calling him a uh, uh, desanctimonious, and now he's calling him an Italian beatball. Well, meatball. Well, I was uh, listening to the uh, radio station this weekend, and a lot of Americans of Italian ancestry were calling in, and they were angry. He is losing votes by opening his big mouth, 
and you're a big and you're a big Trump supporter, and you're a big Trump supporter. But yeah, I, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. He's insensitive, and he's losing votes. I'm not going to put up with somebody who's going to insult other people who uh, could help our party, the, the GOP party. And well, uh, especially with Ron home. DeSantis, Ron DeSantis uh, hasn't been taking shots at Trump, and and no. Ron DeSantis has been doing incredible work in Florida. And yeah, you, you mentioned he's on. He's he's not only uh, he's touring several of these cities to focus yeah. on to focus on supporting law enforcement and, and the disastrous outcome of defund the police, liberal prosecutors, and more. Right. And uh, so President Trump is making a big mistake. He's starting to lose uh, support in voters. Uh, he needs to zip it, and he needs, needs to be a little bit more eloquent in his uh, speech patterns here. And to, to lay off uh, Governor DeSantis. And I, just a quick word about equity. Uh, we're hearing this. Um, uh, Mark Levin had a fantastic show about equity uh, last night. And um, what this equity is, it started under Obama, and it's, it's, uh, it's communist, of course, communist. Well, that's what they want. They want equal outcomes, not equal opportunity. They want equal outcomes. So communist, socialist, how else could you describe it? All right, great call. Thanks, Nancy. Fox News commentary. There's a major crisis going on right now, and the Biden administration is largely ignoring it. And no, I'm not talking about Ukraine. I'm talking about Ohio. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. There is always someone doing something stupid somewhere. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Join me, Jason Chaffetz, every Wednesday as I shed light on the news and make some predictions along the way. You never know who will drop in. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Nearly two weeks ago, a train carrying toxic materials derailed near East Palestine, Ohio, causing a massive explosion and a toxic smoke cloud over the town. One of the chemicals on the train was vinyl chloride, which is highly flammable and carcinogenic, especially through inhalation. But officials still claim the area is mostly safe. Really? I'm sure the pets and other animals dropping dead are due to climate change or racism. No. Where the heck is our president on this or our transportation secretary? They want to ban gas stoves to save the environment, but when toxic chemicals explode, where are they? And didn't Congress just spend trillions on an infrastructure package what an excellent use of resources as we can see you know we send billions and billions of dollars and resources over to ukraine and yet when a situation like this happens on our own soil we barely get a peep out of our leaders i'm tommy laren and you can watch my show tommy laren is fearless at outkick.com testing from the grizzly gold and silver studios trusted by the northwest montana owned online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com broadcasting live across the great state of montana this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, 406-294-0970 is the number for you. Uh, if you got something you want to talk about, you want to jump in on the conversation. Here, here's the other thing. If, if the phone number is hard to remember, because I know a lot of people, in fact, they say about 99% of the people that listen to talk radio will faithfully listen to talk radio but may never even call in to talk radio. So you might be driving down the road, and you might be thinking, God, now I, re- I that's it, I'm calling in, I'm calling in right now. And you're like, ah, oh, what's the number? Because our, our faithful listeners, they got us on speed dial, right? Our faithful callers, I should say. Uh, they got us on speed dial. So here's the deal. If, if you're like, man, what's that number? I'm, if you have the Montana Talks app on your smartphone, there is a button right there. It's got a little phone icon. Uh, even even uh, Kamala could figure it out. 
boom, press that button. You can call in the studio. You'll get connected, and you can be heard all across Montana. All right, Stephen Valentine was calling about uh, Joe Biden making uh, the announcement for even more uh, money uh, headed to Ukraine, and it was a great point by Stephen Valentine. You know, Joe Biden left $85 billion with a B, $85 billion worth of equipment behind in Afghanistan for the Taliban. And, and you know, why didn't he just give that to uh, Ukraine and say, just leave it there for uh, the, the terrorists that are running the country now, right? Uh, it's a very good question. Anyway, here's the latest. Peter Ducey, uh, White House correspondent for Fox News, has the latest uh, not only on uh, Joe Biden's uh, visit to Ukraine, but also on uh, some of the latest aid packages as well. As recently as Friday, we were told there were no plans for the president to visit Ukraine. The White House was publishing a schedule for reporters in Washington, D.C., but that was all part of a very elaborate ruse, essentially, to uh, give the Secret Service and the U.S. military time to prepare this visit. According to a very small travel press pool that was with the president in Kiev, uh, he did not announce any kind of new assistance that, that the Ukrainians have not already received, but he did say they're going to get at least a half a billion more dollars in uh, security assistance. All right, there you go. That was the uh, latest report there from Pierre Ducey. Uh, yeah, the money just keeps flowing. Why isn't Europe picking up more of the tab? And why are we spending so much money to secure another country's borders when we have our own border that needs to be secured? In fact, uh, for those of you who missed it, we caught up recently with Sheriff Leo Dutton, uh, the sheriff of Lewis and Clark County, Montana. I did a story on our Montana Talks website how a real world, a real life Dutton, wants to take the drug cartels to the train station. Uh, Sheriff Leo Dutton uh, was basically making the point that there are five, uh, five major law enforcement associations who are all now calling for the Biden administration to list two of these Mexican drug cartels as terrorist organizations and then to combat these drug cartels as the terrorists that they are. But see, that would involve doing something that actually defends America and Americans and the 100,000-plus uh, that, 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 uh, that died last year because of these uh, drug cartels and the fentanyl that's been invading our country and much more. Uh, let's see. got a very interesting uh, email from Evelyn Pyburn. She said, hey, i got some more info to share, too. Uh, you know, interesting information, business news, economic news that she's been gathering here as well. Uh, so uh, let's see. I'll try to sneak that in coming up here uh, in the 8 o'clock hour. What do we got coming up in the 8 o'clock hour for you? Uh, we've got, uh, let's see, we're going to look. Oh, Joe Manchin. A Democrat Senator Jill Manchin out of West Virginia calling out the Biden administration over uh, the train derailment and the lack of response in East Palestine, Ohio. Uh, we're going to talk with Raven Harrison about that around uh, 820. Then Oli Hedstrom uh, with the uh, with the state uh, firefighters. Uh, is going to join us to talk about some of the issues that they're covering at the Montana legislature. So uh, uh, Oli Hedstrom with the Montana State Professional Firefighters uh, will be with us around 840. We'll have time to sneak in some of your phone calls as well. Uh, Let's see, what is it? Man, it's already February 20th, President's Day holiday for for many of you out there that that get to be home today, uh, kids out of school, etc. You know, it's also getting towards the end of February. A lot of people are going to start planning their spring break trips. So now you're going to be thinking, oh, man, all that winter weight. How do I shut off all that winter weight? How do I get ready for that spring break trip? 
Well, let me tell you the best program for you, the program that worked for me and so many of our listeners. That program is Billings Last Diet. Uh, They have uh, free seminars if you want to learn more. Uh, Give them a call, 294-6751, or check out BillingsLastDiet.com. I lost 33 pounds in under uh, three months, and I've kept it off four years later.